energize. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor is Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> all the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. That is right. It is an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. You can tell by the smell. The, the, the smell is back from Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide Headquarters, where a pungent odor, and it's a special day because the family's all here. Gather around, everybody. For family time, because uh, everybody's here. It's going to be a full, fun show on this um, this Wednesday. It is uh, 071019, if you're keeping track on your calendar at home. And uh, on uh, everybody's favorite day of the week, it is Wednesday, because it is an all-new episode. How are you guys? How's everybody? Good man, how are you? Well, you know, I am. I'm salty as fuck as usual. So well, it's okay. good. That's that. That's we expect no less from you. Yeah, I do have a story of probably the strangest product placement I have ever uh, been a part of because I can't say it's something I watched. Oh, so, uh, you know how Arby's puts out those ads online and everything? Yeah, and they it's normally do. A- reference they do a great job uh whoever does the rb's social media does a great job one of the things they did was they made a level in mario maker 2 oh so i got home from work yesterday and i was like and it (sighs) and it wasn't just some like like there's there was actually a bit of difficult difficulty to it um I think yesterday when I played out of close to a million plays, only 8,000 people had actually finished the level. Wow. Wow. So. Did it yeah, look I, like everything was made out of Arby's containers? Yeah, everything was made out of curly fries. <laughs> Did it just say we no, have was, the meat over and over and over again? <laughs> was I'm, not even, <laughs> I'm not even joking. The uh, One of the last parts of the level is those like slow moving um, like skull coasters. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, the, the flying fish coming out of the because it's lava so they can kill you and you can't like jump on them or anything. Um, so th- you have to like jump from platform to platform. You have the meats. Yeah, <laughs> of course it does. And there's a, does Ving Rhames show up at the end and talk about? <laughs> Sadly, no. But there is one part where they uh, they have all those, you know, the like donut things. If you stand on them too long, will drop. Oh yeah. Um, they have a bunch of those, and they're all twisty. It basically is supposed to look like someone spilled a bunch of curly fries. Uh-huh. 
it was it was so tongue in cheek. It was so ham fisted, but it was really fucking funny. That's awesome. And it was that level will give you the meat sweats. Arby's gives you and the meat sweats. There's our episode title. Yeah, we have the meat sweats. <laughs> Go Ron against the meat sweats. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no one ever wants the meat sweats. The meat sweats is an awful, awful thing. <laughs> Ugh. Gross, gross, gross. Well, uh, so put that on the list for um, uh, things to talk about soon is uh, product placement in media. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I've got uh, I've got uh, some some good, good, uh, like out of left field, really weird and very seemingly out of place product placement, uh, uh, including some stuff from uh, Stranger Things season three that um, we'll give people. Yeah, we'll give people a little bit longer to see it uh, so that, um, you know, they can they can uh, not get spoiled by the conversation. But uh yeah, product placement. Because I don't think we've ever really talked about that. So. Products you can't get anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, I, I did um, today. As a matter of fact, uh, seven ten nineteen is the day that uh, Coke brought back original formula Coke in nineteen eighty five. Classic Coke. Yeah. So while uh, while we were talking about it on the radio today, I, I made sure to get a plug in. This is if you want to see us try new Coke. <laughs> go to our facebook page <laughs> facebook.com slash talk nerdy the number two me show and you can watch us try new coke because today was the day that they abandoned new coke and mm-hmm. brought back coke classic original formula whatever which really it's not original formula because they use that as a mask to switch to high fructose corn syrup but that's another mm-hmm. story for another day um because we're not here Didn't to talk they have about both out yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of overlap, and then they just kind of okay. abandoned New Coke because everybody hated it. And what did it even taste like? I don't think I ever had it. Well, if you want to know what we thought of it, you can go to the video on <laughs> Facebook.com. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm totally fucking. Uh, it tastes like Pepsi or like flat Coke. Like, yeah, it, it really flat. didn't have a distinct taste. Go taste. buy a generic Under. store brand cola and let it sit out for a day and then try. Yeah. Bubba cola. That shit's Bubba awesome. Bubba cola. But, but, uh, is go. it like. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wow. Uh, All right. Uh, is, is it what I heard though that now because it doesn't have any sugar or anything in it? Like that's supposed to be the diet version of. Coke Classic, and then Diet Coke is the diet version of kind of weird. Like Coke's fucking weird, man. They, yeah, all their fucking all their fucking recipes are fucking weird. It's like KFC, man. There's so much mystery and <laughs> shit about them. People have died for less. Did you it's see? Weird. Uh, by the way, if you've got your Twitter machine out, um, and or if you've got your internet connected device, go to Twitter and look up the KFC official account. And then look at who they follow, because uh, you know the KFC is the home of what eleven herbs and spices, mm-hmm. and Robocop. And uh, well, they follow eleven people. They follow all of the Spice Girls, and then people named Herb. <laughs> and that's all they follow, and it adds up to eleven. And the guy that figured it out, like this guy, noticed it and was like, "Why do they only follow eleven people? It's like the all the Spice Girls and all people named Herb." to round out to 11 
And uh, so when the guy posted about it on Twitter, they sent him, a, they commissioned a painting of that guy and Colonel Sanders like cradling each other, eating chicken. <laughs> and it's the funniest damn thing. You Google it and it's the funniest friggin' thing that I've ever seen. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Literally Googling KFC. Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Painting. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all you need. And it's my God. Like it's, it's glorious. Hearing about that. I don't have Twitter, but I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And just them and Wendy's are, and, uh, are just winning social oh, media. I Wendy's don't care what anybody is, says. Wendy's is awesome on it. Like Wendy's will just roast the shit out of you. And it's great. I'm but KFC, KFC's fucking weird though, man. They've got that. What is that? The Cheetos chicken oh, sandwich. Yeah. Oh, or no, shit? thank you. No, thank you. I mean, I'll try with the, uh, the Doritos Locos Taco Shell. Those, man, yeah, let me tell you something. Those, like, I can't go back to regular tacos now. Those Doritos tacos are the friggin' greatest taco ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, those, right. those are just amazing. And here's, I uh, here's, here's the, uh, here's the, the, the pro tip though. You get the, uh, the, the, the crunch wrap that has like the, the soft shell taco with the hard shell taco inside of it, but you have them uh, use a Doritos taco on the inside. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you bring wet naps is all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> bring wet naps. Cause you will make a mess. Well, that's just because of Taco Bell in general. Yeah, that that is true. I uh, this one mess eating it. Gonna make a mess about twenty minutes later. Not from your mouth hole or from your uh, your. I hope not. Not from the not from the basement or from the attic. Um, from the front side, you will make a mess because the Doritos taco inside that. I think it's like the cheesy mm. gordita crunch or whatever it's called. Where like it's the, the double the decker. So yeah, the soft shell, and then there's like the layer of cheese, and they put the hard shell in there. If you uh, okay, yeah. yeah, if you ask them for the Doritos shell instead of just the the, the standard hard shell, yeah, uh, you'll have to change your pants, and not because of the backside, but because of the front side. You'll also get a special ingredient because you made them stop and make it from scratch. Yeah. It's called spit. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm sorry. It's uh, Mexican spices. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Hold on. Paco, get the special... Get the spices. <laughs> there you go. Uh, special spices. The views and opinions of Captain Chris do <laughs> represent that. No. <laughs> No, 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 they don't. <laughs> they don't. Uh, but I do want to give uh, two quick updates on our Facebook page. Yeah. You've been following our Facebook page. Uh, a And one of them will get into a topic, and we can do that topic first because it will lead right into this. But uh, the fans have spoken. Talk Nerdy to Me fans have spoken in an overwhelming majority. The uh, best Gordon is Gordon Shumway over Gordon Ramsay in our poll. Uh, we had a best Gordon poll. Uh, Gordon Gordon Shumway versus Gordon Ramsay, and yeah, Gordon Ramsay got beat. Uh, I mean, it's a tough choice, man. It is. Like it's it's it, it it's hard. And uh, can we have a, a skit where? Gordon Ramsay critiques the cooking of Gordon Shumway. I would love that. This cat is so raw jokes. There's a, there's a great video of uh, Gordon Ramsay versus the Swedish chef in a food truck cook-off. <laughs> if you've never seen that, it's amazing. Uh, and also, 
that will lead into our first topic, uh, which which was, and I have to use past tense because it's it's sad. It's it's now past tense. Which was the superior parody magazine? One hundred percent of the vote went to Mad Magazine over Cracked. With. With good fucking reason. Well, yeah. I, and part of me is just thinking that it's, you know, the the news of Mad Magazine being canceled is still raw. Uh, speaking of things that are raw. Um, and yeah. so everybody's kind of emotional about it. So people are kind of voting that way. But we all heard the news this week. Mad Magazine for the next, I think it's like the next one or two issues uh, is going to be original content, and then they are just going to be recycling classic stuff until their subscription um, obligations run out, and then Mad Magazine will be no more. So, I wanted to take a little bit of time and just kind of, uh, you know, reminisce about, you know, our our memories of Mad Magazine but also kind of lead into a, a little bit of a bigger topic of bigger discussion of the parody genre and the state of the parody genre as we know it right now. Um, so as far as Mad Magazine goes, I remember, I remember honestly, like I remember reading Cracked Magazine first and then reading Mad Magazine, but it was always... Like, I would always, when we would go grocery shopping, I, I, I found Mad Magazine first in the supermarket. And at, uh, I will go ahead and give them a shout out in, in uh, historic downtown Falmouth, Maine. It's neat. it's not downtown, but it's um, the shopping it district of Falmouth. Uh, Shaw's Supermarket had uh, a an amazing magazine section, and they always had... Uh, good mad magazine selections they always carried like all the special issues and all that stuff and i remember uh the first magazine the first mad magazine i ever bought was uh their their magazine that was the ghostbusters 2 that had the ghostbusters yeah. logo with the thumbs down and in storage somewhere i still have it like i still have that one it's not the same one like i bought it again but uh it was Ghostbusters 2 that got me into reading Mad Magazine and um, and then later on Mad TV. But um, Mad had a huge influence on on pop culture. Not just like as a parody, but just as, you know, in the pop culture realm. So uh, that's a huge, huge hole that's going to be uh, that's going to be empty for a while. Yeah, it's. It was an institution, man. It was in 1952 it started, something like that. So it's been around almost 60 years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's sad, but let's be honest, we all saw it coming because who the fuck gets magazines anymore? Yeah. Uh, which is sad. Like, you really, th I hoped like, at some point Mad would have like transitioned into something digital, which, you know, we, we had Mad TV, which we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I got waiting for like, you know, like Mad Online or something like that to, to kind of come up and, and be based magazine. Like that's such a thing of the past, uh, you know, and sadly, I don't know if they just they weren't interested in it or if they were just like, well, we're late to the game. So why try? I don't know why, but um, it's sad to see it go. Uh, it's sad to know we won't get any more mad parodies of movies that really have it coming because, man, 
it's an endless stream of movies that need it. Yeah. Those are the like, those are my fondest memories of Mad Magazine. I usually only read like the movie parody stuff just because it was. Like, I remember like uh, Episode One came out and they did a big Star Wars parody with the parody for Episode One and they reprinted the stuff from the uh, OG trilogy. Like that's what I always remember from Mad is is that that and Spy vs Spy. Oh, Spy vs Spy yeah. was awesome. Spy vs Spy was good. I always loved the what was it the back cover? Yeah, that the, had fold the fold over thing you could always yes. do. Yeah, the Mad Foldins I mean, were amazing. You know, I mean, it just it felt like this breath of something for like little kids and teens to just kind of be able to just kind of like goofily laugh at and that kind of stuff. Uh, Cracked was like the little brother who was trying to like live up to it. Really got never really succeeded in because I always thought like cracked always just seemed like the rip off mad magazine to me. Yeah. Well they had, what was that painter, the uh, Sylvester or something like that? The like, they didn't really put a lot of effort into the, uh, the mascot and it just kind of seemed like, uh, like half assed. Yeah. Speaking of the legacy of mad magazine, uh, in, in mascots, be done, but I don't think we're done seeing Alfred E. Newman. I hope not. God, no. Why is that? Is there a pop vinyl of Alfred E. Newman? Gosh, there should no, be. I don't think there is. I, I get the feeling there probably will be. Yeah. Hopefully not too far down the road. But I mean, Spy vs. Spy got pretty popular. Wasn't there a Spy vs. Spy video game? Uh, On NES? Yeah, I believe so, yeah like talks to do a movie but i don't think it ever panned out because they did like a uh like the cartoon inserts in uh mad tv sometimes yeah uh, that was yeah. Yeah. Spy that were really funny uh that were really well done so uh yeah spy versus spy that, that that's a good pull like i i had almost forgotten about spy versus spy that's a good pull but, i guess my fondest memory i didn't read mad all that much because i mean i lived out in the country and we didn't have you know, any cool stores that had cool magazines other than fucking Walmart. And I was there looking at like titties. Anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but the funniest thing about Matt is like my dad showed it to me one time and it was, uh, I guess it was during one of the, the fuel, uh, price, whatever you want to call it. Whenever the fuel prices was about to skyrocket, mm. uh, they showed, it showed, uh, a guy getting a, it was a sports car or something. He was getting ultra premium and the guy next to him was getting just regular unleaded, but it showed down at the bottom, all the fuel came out of the same fucking tank. It was just all the same fuel. They were just price gouging everybody. And I don't know why. I always just thought that was always so clever. It doesn't sound that funny now, but like when you sit there and think about it, and your dad's, it's almost like a dad joke. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Why pay for extra? Why pay for a shell? You know, it's all the same fucking fuel. So I don't know. It's just one of those things I'll, I'll remember about Matt, even though it's not that funny to anybody else, but I'll always look back funny because my dad told a stupid joke one time and then showed me in a magazine that other people had made the same stupid joke. And I guess he thought he was cleverer than he was. Well, that was it too, is like, it wasn't just like parodies. Like they had, you know, usually very sharp, uh, like political commentary and like current event commentary. Like a lot of the stuff was, was very on point and, and very, very sharp and very well done. And, uh, cause I'm with you, John. Like I loved when they did, 
they used to do the collections that had like a bunch of their yeah. like best of movie stuff. Those were always those were always a guaranteed hit. But then you'd also find like um, they do like fake ads or they would do like. Uh, you know, current event stuff that was always really funny. And even though at the time, you know, I didn't, I didn't always understand it all because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't old enough to understand a lot of like the politics stuff. But, uh, but, you know, looking back on it as an adult, gosh, they like the, the, the writers were just on point. Yeah. I've still like, I think I was nine years old when I committed uh, one of their jokes to memory it was when they did a, a like a wwf like, oh, parody yeah. thing and surprise, they were like uh, they were ah. <laughs> stupid the fans are and they were like how many times will they chant usa usa in a match f featuring a guy from tallahassee and a guy from detroit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like when they chant USA now and there's nobody from the United States in the damn match. It's like <laughs> it's like a guy from Japan and a guy from England and they're like, USA, USA. It's like, who the hell are you rooting for? <laughs> like yourselves? Right, somebody, somebody run in and save yeah, this match. You guys are just cheering for yourselves, you idiots. You're rooting for the USA Network? <laughs> Maybe so. They're really hoping, they're really hoping they ever get it over Fox. I don't yeah, know. They, they really love Chris Lee Knows Best, I guess. <laughs> Uh, no, they really love all the referees. Man, I know he's got kids, but... have hurry up. <laughs> I mean, I know the dude is like super rich and famous as a real estate agent. I know he's got kids, but I think he might be the gayest dude I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. On the weekend, I don't. He's missing a great opportunity. No. <laughs> Tom is fucked. Yeah. So it. Well, well it, go ahead. I just. Yeah, it, go ahead. And so, to, yeah, it might be gone as as the magazine, but you know, Mad itself is going to live on. It, you look back at when it was created and the time periods it, it survived through. Um, it was one of those sort of like matches made in heaven because again, it was it was founded in I think fifty two. Yep, you are um, correct. So all yeah, through the sixties and the seventies, the eighties, you know, the Cold War era when just the absolute absurdity of what the hell was going on in the world. Like, thank God there was Mad. Um, and I don't mean mutually assured destruction. Uh, like, mm -hmm. thank God there was someone to point out how fucking stupid society was getting. Uh, and and yeah, I'm not crediting Mad with ending the Cold War and saving. Um, no, that's Rocky Four. If, if you want to draw your own conclusions, go go ahead. Um, but just like look at <laughs> the, if nothing else, look at the material they had to work. With. Yeah, I mean it was an embarrassment uh, of through, riches through those years. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it, it did, you know, it, it's as much as, you know, it might have been waning when we were kids, imagine being a kid growing up at that time and being like, oh, look, there's some place that also sees this stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's okay to laugh at it. it was like a rite of passage as a kid, like it because Mad was almost one of those things that like you knew you shouldn't be reading as a kid. Because it was kind of yeah. like it was it was inappropriate and it was, you know, making fun of things that shouldn't be made fun of. And I mean, it was from the same publisher that published Tales from the Crypt. So, yeah, I mean, it was like it was in good company with uh, with the, the, the catalog of like inappropriate, just in a different way uh, for kids. So it was kind of like a rite of passage as a kid in your adolescence to kind of, you know, read mad magazine and read the, the slightly inappropriate jokes. It wasn't like, you know, playboy jokes or anything like that, but it was like, you know, in between 
it was like the, mm-hmm. the the like the medium step before you got to like the the uh, adult jokes. It was the inappropriate stuff, but you know, not offensive. But uh, you know, just on the the, the on the line of of bad taste, and that's kind of what made it so good. And like the the forbidden fruit of, I know I shouldn't be reading this, but oh my gosh, it's so funny. So uh, I came across a story when I was doing my research about it um, that I have to share before we we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the year is nineteen eighty. Uh, this little movie called Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh, was a big thing apparently. Never heard of it. I never, heard never heard of it. Heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mad Magazine, being mad, of course, publishes a parody of Empire Strikes. Uh, the Lucasfilm lawyers sued Mad Magazine, saying you can't use those characters. Uh, they're copyright. You're if you're doing it as a parody, you're not changing the characters enough to, to shield yourself. From, uh, you can't. You got to take it down. Their their demands were um, immediately stop printing it destroy the um, uh, templates for future printings and all revenue had to be turned over um, to Lucasfilm, all revenue from that ad. Unknown to the Lucasfilm lawyers, (laughs) about a week before this, they'd gotten a really nicely handwritten letter (laughs) how much he loved the parody (laughs) and keep up the good work. (laughs) <laughs> so, Mad Magazine's response to the Lucasfilm uh, legal department was to photocopy the letter, <laughs> send it to them with a note saying, your boss sure liked it. Wow. <laughs> the lawsuit was dropped. Yeah, uh, I would say so. that's awesome. That's a hell of a way to say fuck you to someone, by the way. Yeah. I love every part of that. <clears throat> that's good. That is that I'm is sure. funny. That was yeah. too good not to. No, that's that's damn funny. And that was it was not the first time uh, Mad Magazine had legal issues. Oh God, no! Yeah, no, no, I'm sure they got a, 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 a attempted like I'm sure they got sued for copyright infringement like every other month or attempted to. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was just a revolving door of lawsuits that their 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 attorneys probably got so rich. Uh, just that's. Go ahead. Oh, was it just defending them from all of those? Like, I'm sure that they got like super wealthy. Really, like that's a book I would want. Like, you you'll see books of letters and that kind of stuff. I just want the book of all that was given. <laughs> yeah, over their history. Oh God, yeah. They all. If you like that, they also help set precedent, um, legal precedent for the terms of parody. Uh, in 1961, they were sued by a, a record label and a bunch of musicians. Uh, they had done a issue called Sing Along with Mad, where they published alternate lyrics to famous songs. Uh, they were promptly sued for it. Um, they were, uh, the, the people suing were trying to set a precedent that said, um, hold on, I wrote this down. Only a song's composer had original composer has the right to parody that song was essentially the president they were trying to set uh mad tv or sorry mad's lawyers successfully uh, argued against them and in like two years like 1963 a couple of years later um the supreme court sided in mad's favor saying uh with with two exceptions of like of all the songs in the magazine only two uh didn't fit under this but saying like no uh you don't own iambic pentameter uh, anyone can come up with uh, alternate lyrics for your your songs. 
um, GTFO. Yeah. And there were two songs that didn't fit on that because they were the lyrics were too closely similar to the original ones. But other than that, yeah. um, so essentially, if you like Weird Al, I was gonna say yeah, Weird Al owes uh, a big thank you to Mad Magazine. <laughs> exactly. And he made a he made a really great post because he talked about how big of an influence they were. So like, yeah, he knows um, because yeah, he he made the, a really big heartfelt post about how he was gonna miss Mad Magazine and how big of an influence. Uh, it was on him growing up, and he said that there, w- if there was no Mad, there would be no Weird Al. So and now you know why. Yeah, that's a good the, good story. Like uh, on the ECW documentary where Paul Heyman talked about the creation of the the Blue World Order. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like no. Bischoff and Time Warner, or like, or he's like Bischoff and TNT and WCW all tried to sue us separately until they realized they couldn't <laughs> repair at E-Law. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that begs the question. Thanks, Matt. Uh, with, with Mad Magazine now gone, I don't even know, uh, Cracked it doesn't, I don't think they have a magazine anymore. They've just got a really shitty website. Um, <sighs> Like it started the thing out is, is like used to be like one of the most like, yeah. top five most traffic in like, the world. Cracked yeah. when it when the website first started when they first moved like a lot of attention to the website. It was awesome, and then they got super lazy. I think they got a whole bunch of like all the writing staff changed, and they became a lot of clickbait and you know just just really crap articles. And the website sucks. So cracked. Your website sucks, but that begs well, they, they the question. switch to that submit us your yeah, article. Yeah. yeah, so that so that they could basically not have a writing staff. Yeah, see, there's a reason why you don't turn to your fans for content. There's a reason why we don't let a lot of the little brains send us stuff uh, <laughs> to play on the show. There's only a, some of it gets through uh, because you have to uh, you have to filter some of that some of the turds that you get sent in because we get a lot of turds. Uh, which, by the way, you guys just tell me when you're ready because uh, we've got new jail mail. Um, uh, yes, Jesus. next week so, before Julian leaves, it's going to be a farewell. So, <laughs> we'll have new jail I mail. Hear about everybody sticks stuff up their butt and thinks about co-writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've got some uh, we've got some fresh jail mail uh, that we will read next week. Then, um, but uh, so that begs the question: with cracked, you know. Uh, very much a shell of its former self mad going away the superhero movie epic movie scary movie whatever movie series kind of destroying the parody genre for movies where where do we currently sit with parodies just in general, I mean, Weird Al is still kicking and touring and, uh, you know, and, and, and kicking some ass. But beyond that, I mean, is parody the, just like in a hibernation? And is it going to come back? The short answer is dead and thank God. <laughs> Fair because, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, no, you're the, there used to, there was a point in time when parody was like a high art form. Like Mel Brooks movies, you know, and and um, uh, Hot Shot, Gun. Yeah. Like th- there was a time when when like parodies were like really well done. Austin and, Powers. Uh, it was, 
Yeah, yeah. The oh, first God, Austin yes. Powers was, uh, they, was great, and then it kind of just became its own thing. Yes. I think, Koran, you and I were talking about yeah. that. Um, For sure. How Austin, like, the first Austin Powers was, like, is just a masterpiece of, uh, like, the spy genre, parody of spy genre. And then it just kind of became the secret agent spy genre. Uh, Archer is also kind of the same way, but. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly what happened. Like you brought up all the like at some point in the like early two thousands, it became the cheap cash grab movie. Uh, to you start and again, like it didn't start that way. Like the first scary movie was like, oh, thank God, because I'd actually say the first two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. The first two. Favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Breath of fresh air. Because at that point, the whole like teen slasher genre with stuff like I know what you did last summer and Scream and all those movies like. There was a big trend and uptake in that in that uh, trend in horror. So, parallel with that, we got our horror spoof movie. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because those movies are starting to get dumb. Like that's kind of how it goes. Like a genre gets really popular, and then the spoofs come, and it kind of like forces that genre to reset its tropes and stuff. Yeah, we got to a point where they're churning out parody movies so fast. I think uh, uh, Flanagan, you pointed this out to me. <laughs> One of the was an epic movie, literally made fun of trailers. Yeah, like, it makes fun of movies that weren't even in theaters yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because they they ran out of like like they were churning them out so fast they ran out of original content, like long form content to make fun of. Because you had you know epic movie, disaster movie, scary movie, one two three four five, however many. Uh, I mean, you had date whatever romantic comedy movie like just insert genre movie like not another teen movie yeah oh my god which that one was was that movie's great movie's fucking funny but um but it's it, it was right in that like you had so many so quick that they ran out of long form material that yeah they had to make fun of like clips and they made fun of like commercials and like TV spots and stuff because they had no more movies or shows to make fun of. Ugh. And it wasn't even at that point good parody. Like it no. was a good parody looks at what makes you know whatever thing you're parodying. So again, say we're taking horror. Like look at the first scary movie. It takes the like the tropes and the character archetypes and things like that of the horror genre, and it draws them to like their extreme ridiculous. Um, you get to pick a movie, and it's not even good parody. It's, hey, there's a suit. He's doing the thing from Iron Man, and a cow falls on him. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's not parody. No. That that's fatty fell. Down. <laughs> that's <laughs> when, that's when Melissa McCarthy a joke movie is a thing of beauty. Ugh. Yeah, I, Melissa McCarthy's built I feel like the... <laughs> Yeah. So did Chris Farley though. Yeah. So. Uh, I would go as far as to say that I think um, the end of the parody movie was when the Wayan brothers stepped away from scary movie. And I can't believe I'm giving them any credit for anything because I know they tried to come back and do another parody movie and it was dog shit. Yeah. But like, I really feel like the end of the good parody film was like scary movie two, which came out in like one. Yeah, it was pretty early on. Yeah. Those movies uh, killed Leslie no, like, Nielsen. Disaster movie. Uh, 
or naming great before great Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, yeah, those movies killed Leslie Nielsen, and I'll never forgive them uh, for but it. Since we were talking great parody movies, I'm disappointed no one brought up Dracula Dead and Loving. Oh, shut the fuck up! Yeah, I still owe my mom a thank you, uh, which I, I give her credit for that all the time because uh, I wanted to go see that, and she brought me to go see Toy Story instead because they were open the same weekend. So thank you, mom. Bullet dodged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a big way. Because uh, yeah, I'm she... also gonna throw it. I'm not gonna get flack for this, but I'm gonna throw Robin Hood Men in Tights in the back. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. It's a bad. It, it it runs out of Robin Hood jokes in about 20 minutes, and then we get shit like Nike pump joke and Just because Godfather you're gay joke. For Robin Hood doesn't mean you're the fucking. <laughs> I'm fine making fun of Rob. You want to see a good Robin Hood show? Watch the, uh, the, the, how what's it called? The, the one where Daffy Duck is Robin Hood. That's fucking hilarious. You can make, but my problem is it runs out of Robin Hood jokes in about 20 minutes and then it just starts throwing in random 90s pop culture jokes. Well, they got a blind guy. It's hilarious. Yeah. And that joke gets old pretty quick. Too. <laughs> I don't know who like, you are anymore. I really don't. But like, look at like Frankenstein Dead and Loving It, uh, where you've got like, you know, decades worth of that kind of movie to make fun of. Robin Hood was just like the problem was like the Mel Brooks movies got too finely focused. Like, just okay, we're making fun of Dracula movies. Okay, you got 90 yeah. minutes of material for that? No, not really. We're gonna make fun of Robin Hood movies. You got 90 minutes of material for that? Nope, not really. No. You know why? Because Robin Hood is boring. <laughs> I said it. Okay, so then don't make a parody of it. <laughs> it made it better. That's the only reason I give a shit about Robin Hood's because of fucking Mel Brooks. <laughs> Well, you've got uh, one of the OGs. You've got uh, Airplane that made fun of the disaster yeah. movies that was just brilliant from top to bottom. Uh, John, you mentioned Naked Gun, which was like the police procedural. Oh, yeah. Uh, made fun of those, which still, like, you go back and you watch any of the Naked Gun movies, and yes, I even include the third one, they're still laugh-out-loud funny. Because, like, that shit still holds up. Like, i flipping through the channels a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, Airplane was on, and I sat and watched it for 15 minutes, and I laughed my ass off because it's still funny. Yeah, Spaceballs. Yes, yeah. Oh, Spaceballs. Space yeah. So I mean, one of the greatest comedies of all time. So. Oh yeah, for sure. And we're just like we're definitely past the golden age of parodies, and we're into the like the rust era. Well, we're, we're so parody movies are trash nowadays, but there is one kind of like silver lining in that cloud parody on tv is getting a lot better uh look at stuff like south park yeah you know you only like 10 episodes a season now because they're lazy bastards mm. but uh like that's some of the best parody you'll find on tv or anywhere for that matter it is you know they're, they're they're made fast enough they can keep up with current events and current trends and tropes as they're happening uh they're they're black friday game of thrones um Whatever it was, parody episode was hilarious. You've got itself has gotten terrible, but the Family Guy Star Wars parodies, the first two anyway, yeah. pretty good. They get progressively worse, but the first one is <laughs> the first one's damn good. Yeah, where they yep. really love it and they're really trying. Yeah, no, my favorite joke in the entire run of that uh, of all of that set is uh, Princess Leia is like the only girl you see, the only female character you see, the whole thing. So you get to the very, very end, and uh, the one the one chick is giving like the final plan, 
and she shows up for the first time and and uh, Peter is like, "Oh, hey, look, it's another chick." And Lois is like, "I hate her." <laughs> because it's so fucking true. Like women just hate it's like the funniest fucking thing because it's so true. And I defy anybody to tell me that it's not true because like they they don't even have like dialogue between them but she's just like, "I hate her." Like, <laughs> unprovoked is what a bitch. Like I freaking love it. It's a, it's so on point. Like the the comedy in that is just so on point for the first one, and it's slightly less for the second one, and it's just kind of crap. That well, by the, the third the one best, they're making period jokes, and it's just the like, best mm. joke in the third one is literally the opening crawl where they say we didn't really want to do this, yeah. the Fox really wanted us to, so here you go. <laughs> yeah, and then they proceed to make the crawl almost so fast it's so fast you can't read the entire thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the best joke. Just stop right there in the third one. Yeah, just eject. I love Meg, then I love him. How Meg is just like a the random trash monster, <laughs> yes. or she's the uh, asteroid she's the snake rancor. thing, or and she's the she's the sarlacc. Yeah, yeah, so, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, she's just yeah. like the gross just... creature. <laughs> Fucking funny. I love it. Gosh, yeah, it's just, we're definitely in a in a downturn. And I think kind of part of the problem is, um, is that I, I'm, I'm hoping that by the time it circles back around, there will be a lot of really good material and it won't just be people dressed in the same, like the, the was it friggin' disaster movie where like the entire joke is the guys dress like Johnny Depp from, uh, pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like the, the, the entire joke is that he's dressed the same. Like it's there. There's no like writing or anything about it. It's just like he looks he, like he's dressed like Johnny Depp, and that's supposed to be the joke. It's it's grasping at straws for whatever's popular right now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, you know we we let it cool off, and you know give it you know another five years, and we try again. No, that's again like that's why like, the Mel Brooks stuff like Spaceballs, where it, yeah, it makes fun of Star Wars, but it also makes fun of like Planet of the Apes and Alien, and like it's making fun of like sci-fi in general not just a specific movie. Like, that's when right. Mel Brooks movies started to get bad is when they're trying to parody, like, a specific movie. Go with a wider net. Give yourself a lot more material to work with that still stays on top. Uh, I'd yeah, love... it's like Hot Shots. Yeah. yeah, oh, God, yeah. Hot Shots is great. Like, Hot Shots started out as just, like, a Top Gun spoof, and then it had fucking Rambo and... Yep. ...else wrapped up. Like, basically any 80s action movie, period. So... I would love someone good... To take a crack at the superhero genre now. Yeah. Like I think we've kind of reached a crescendo with with the like the Marvel universe and everything. Like now is kind of the perfect time for someone to just come take the piss out of it. And and because it, again, what that does is it then forces that genre to reevaluate all those tropes and and things that you're you know the did the. the was it the superhero movie the one they did? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it that sucks. was a great parody of Spider-Man the movie. Right. <laughs> uh, but like, take that same kind of love and do it to like an entire genre of the superhero stuff. Because what that does again is it forces that genre to change and reevaluate itself, and hopefully come out of the other end better. Like you look at uh, westerns before Blazing Saddles, and look at westerns <laughs> after Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the whole my landscape. Go ahead, sorry. I was just saying the whole landscape's evolving. Like we're moving away from parody, and it's more about satire. Like the Onion mm -hmm. is obviously the big one now, 
cracked as a piece of shit, but Onion's always out there posting up all these crazy ass things that people believe because they're so uh, smart in how they uh, post everything. Yeah. And then even stuff like uh, The Boys, the obviously the comic book, and then the TV show that's coming out that's aim is to take the piss out of superheroes because now that we've had this squeaky clean superhero thing for all uh you know the past 24 movies or whatever it is now it's going to come along to show you kind of the, the dirty behind the curtain look at what some superheroes actually could be like so i don't think i think like you said parody in its truest form is basically dead and that satire and looks at uh random characters is probably going to be where we go for the next i don't know 10 years maybe I'm okay with that. I'm good. As with long that. as there's no more, not another plank plank. Gosh, movies. yeah. No more of those. Less of that and more of uh, Walk Hard. Yeah. Which is like because because another oh, yeah. perfect example, yeah. right? Because that takes you know, it's not just like it's you know a one like it's not like a oh well it's an Elvis parody like it's an Elvis Beatles Roy Orbison uh Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys Bob Dylan it's like it's everybody every musician biopic yeah yeah like and it just wraps they're them all up. the same movie. <laughs> yeah uh but that was because uh, that was what 07 or 08 I think yeah and that was like the last that was probably the last parody that I really really enjoyed um, I still have that soundtrack on my phone and I listen to it because like the that's music great. is good. Like that's the problem is like the music's good, but the movie is mm -hmm. just so damn funny because John C. Riley is a national treasure. So they should put that out again because clearly people didn't get the message the first yeah. time it came out because musician biopic movies are still the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> I'm still so mad that he did a concert in Nashville as Dewey Cox and I didn't know about it until after because I would have loved to have gone to that. I think, I think he did Bonnaroo as oh, Dewey Cox one year that's too. Awesome! <laughs> that's so good. Anything John C. Riley on board? Oh yeah, John C. Well, Riley. you say that. Have you seen the Sisters Brothers yet? No, but I'll watch it because he's in it. Yeah. Like an hour into it and fell asleep, so <laughs> it pretty much sucks. But yeah, I don't know if I dare I watch to finish Holmes, it. Holmes and Watson, but. I'm going to just to see what happens. Just to see the fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. If it has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, that has me uh, interested. If We're Netflix to put that on the let's watch list, Netflix wouldn't buy it, so you know it's not that oh, good. Shit. Like, like they tried it's to on list yeah, now. they tried to shop it to Netflix, and Netflix was like hard pass. No, oh, I thought Netflix, well, Hulu, and Amazon all said no. Yeah, like they tried to shop it around, and like nobody would buy it. I don't even think Crackle, who bought Joe Dirt 2, <laughs> would fucking touch it. They're like, fucking voodoo? Will somebody buy it? And everyone's like, no. It's okay. Every five minutes, a new streaming service is launched. Somebody yeah. will buy it. Which, that new Not HBO bad. one, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. Like, that new HBO one, like, looks like it might actually be good. What do you mean, oh, the, the new yeah. HBO yeah. one? There's, like, the one that's, uh, it's, like, HBO and uh, Warner Brothers are basically teaming up. So it's, like, uh, TBS, TNT, HBO, all the DC um, Universe stuff. Like, it's actually going to be, like, pretty good. Like, it's got a pretty good, uh, like, library of stuff. It's where the Friends is going. And yeah. um, like all, it's like that one might actually be worth getting because like that, that one actually looks pretty good. 
that's the next step in the whole streaming trend is like right now we're at the point where everyone wants their own service. And mm -hmm. once they realize there's like 20 million individual services and they all have like, you know, two good shows worth watching. Yeah. They're going to start to, they're going to start to conglomerate and, 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 you know, blob style come together. Uh, so good. Let's start that trend sooner rather than later. Yeah. We're going to get back to what Netflix was originally. Yeah. It'll just be like four <laughs> streaming services instead of 14 million. Can't wait for that. It'll Can't... be back to being like fucking cable packages. Yeah. The prices are going to skyrocket and so we're not going to be saving any money again. Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait I'm to stop pirating pirate everything. Again. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they keep making Young Justice and, uh, you know, Doom Patrol and all that crap. Cool. I don't give a fuck about yeah, Swamp Thing, but that's I do want to see those other. Yeah. The, uh, the DC service is not doing so hot. So. Yeah, I, I think they're going to cancel that and it's going to fold into this new HBO Plus thing, that's whatever what this is. I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. Um, that makes sense. Because so. then you get all the assholes that'll buy friends and then we can get more Young Justice because that's right? all I care yeah. about. Yeah, like the people are going to do that. <laughs> and I, I think that's also where The Office is going, but I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, but no, it's it's NBC Universal. NBC. Well, yeah. shit, never mind. Yeah. Um, so Maybe the other big one yeah um that disney one i just i don't know we need to do an episode on the streaming stuff because there's a lot to unpack there well that's nbc universal whenever they launch theirs that's one of the ones i'm, I'm holding out hope that it succeeds because they're one of the few properties disney hasn't bought yet <laughs> so like yeah. we really need warner brothers and universal to do really strong because yeah, yeah disney has like a 30 percent market share in, in movies nowadays and mm. uh Universal and Warner Brothers are making up the other uh, end of that. So. Yeah, well, I'll give you a spoiler alert. My entire fantasy movie league this week, my all of my screens are Disney screens, Disney-related screens. <laughs> like, Disney owns yep. every single one of my screens. I'm just going to... Did you see the joke? Did you see the thing on Reddit today? It was like, somebody was like, posted a thing. They're talking about all these people banding together to spend, like, their hard-earned money to make sure, uh, what was it, Endgame passes Avatar yeah. for highest grossing. And then it was like, and it was like Disney because they own Avatar and Avengers. Yeah. They don't give a fuck yeah. who makes more money because it all goes in their pocket. Yeah, they don't care. Gosh. That's like the people that made the stupid petition for Netflix to stop making the Amazon show. <laughs> like, you fucking idiots. Like, I. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon was like, yeah, you guys cancel that and we'll go ahead and cancel Stranger Things. Yeah. It's yeah, like, the, the Twitter exchange was amazing for that. Like people, like some people, just need the internet taken away. Like if you can't do it responsibly, just fuck it, just don't, just stop, just stop. In all fairness, Good Omens sucks. So yeah, I don't care that's, if it's true. I haven't started it. Yet. It's pretty terrible. Mm. So, well, you know what doesn't suck? Good, good omens might suck, but you know what doesn't suck is the Talk Nerdy to Me live show. Oh? And uh, I know we've got uh, a couple that we, or at least one that we can talk about, some that maybe we can't talk about yet, but it's what I was going to say. Howl at the moon about our latest, uh, about our next upcoming uh, live show that we can talk about, Obi-John. When's it going to be? Where are we going to be? When? October 11th, 12th, and 13th, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Downtown Loserville. Downtown Loserville. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Imaginarium. Doesn't uh, get the historic. 
just, no, it doesn't. It's beautiful downtown. Yeah, just downtown. It's not Louisville. even beautiful. It's just downtown. It, shitty yeah. it, had old downtown. it had a history. That thing happened. We had to expunge the history from the record. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, place to have a live show if you're a chalk outline. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny because it's true. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you yeah, can man. catch us at the Imaginarium Convention Friday evening at either 8 or 9 o'clock. We'll let you know when it's set in stone. Um, you can see us doing our live version of Ooh, this show, yeah. which is not just us sitting uh, on one leg of an upturned stool no. uh, and talking in public. Uh, it's stuff you can't get on the show, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some not safe for work, risque, must be 18 to attend stuff. Yeah. Toron mostly does that stuff. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, at least one person of the four of us will end the show with our pants off. Uh, it's, at least one. Yeah, at least one. It's going to be a, it's going to be crazy. And that's with one of us start starting. No yeah, I just say, Julian's <laughs> not going to have pants. No, no. With, so. <laughs> It's weird. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we've got stories that we can't tell. Uh, we've got stories that we're going to expand upon that we talked about a little bit on the show. Uh, stories that you have to sign a waiver that you cannot repeat once you leave the show. Yeah, the first two rows have to wear ponchos and be in the splash zone. Like, splash zone! Yeah. No, that's, that's Gallagher. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's Gallagher. We told you that. Yeah. We're going to have uh, giveaways. We'll have some contests. We'll have uh, some fun stuff. We'll have uh, stuff that we can't talk about yet, but we'll talk about it as we get closer. I believe we can officially call it the Talk Nerdy to Me Las Vegas style show. Sure. Yes. And uh, th that's uh, the official from the from the legal department. Uh, the graphics <laughs> the graphics are being made. The graphics got started today. The graphics department is churning out uh, the, the the graphics for the talk nerdy to me Las Vegas style show where uh, you got to be eighteen to get in. All bets are off. Uh, it's going to be a crazy fun time. Where oh where though can someone get tickets? Enter the imaginarium.com boom just like that you can also uh, go on your facebooks mm -hmm. and look at <laughs> uh, the imaginarium con i believe is what it's under yeah uh it is it's in if you it's gonna be a great time it's gonna be an awesome weekend uh there's lots besides just a we're doing several seminars ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of cosplay and workshops, tons of stuff. If you're any kind of a creative person, if you're an artist, a writer, an aspiring podcaster, a filmmaker, musician, whatever, there's something for you. Check it out. Enter theimaginarium.com. If you're a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, doesn't matter. There'll be somebody to talk to about your weird hobby. I can't remember if we talked about this on air or not, but there will be a learn to make mead session Ooh. i will be independent. nice may or may not have a tasting following i think we're still looking at the legalese on that one man i'm gonna be drinking during the live show and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> oh yeah i, I can't wait hammered. i can't wait for that it's gonna be incredible good we have we have uh um i don't know if i can say it though i don't know if i'm allowed to say it on the podcast because it's kind of offensive um We'll have, uh, uh, like, we'll be using a lot of multimedia. There will be pictures put up. Yes, there will. Um, I was going to say there will be visual aids, which is uh, the worst kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> um, uh, the, we're we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, 
pictures and uh you know funny stories if you went to our last live show and you're like i've heard all the stories nuh-uh smarty pants shut 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 your mouth because uh we got new stories we got uh you know different stuff oh it's gonna be awesome to quote the great man we have all new cheat moves yeah, there you go it's gonna be a blast so enter the imaginarium.com get your tickets now don't wait now go get them right now enter the imaginarium.com you can get day passes if you want to throw away your money or you can just get a weekend pass save yourself some money go all weekend learn a bunch of stuff about all kinds of creative outlets make something of yourself i don't know Come something check out the pre-hangover show yeah Come to the Talk Nerdy to Me Las Vegas style show. Holy crap, it's going to be amazing. We're all super excited. Yeah. Woo! So uh, I think with that, uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, another... I know what people were thinking. People last week, we got... Uh, while we were tweeting back and forth with uh, our good friend, dear friend of the show, John Stamos, uh, last week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, we were tweeting with with John Stamos. Uh, people, we were getting, you know, angry letters, angry misspelled letters talking about, well, last week on the show, you guys, uh, you guys left something out. You guys missed something. You guys uh, didn't, didn't play a new... Uh, Martha quotes the classics. And I'm here to tell you. And Martha for that, damn it. Yeah, well, I'm here to tell you that this week, <laughs> not only do we have a Martha Gildner quotes the classics, it is probably the best one ever. Best one yet. Uh, this one... Martha outdid herself in a huge way. And so does anybody have any guesses based upon what we've, we've had, uh, what uh, V for Vendetta we've had uh, independence day. Uh, we've had Braveheart, ghostbusters, jaws. Uh, there's been a lot top gun. Braveheart. Uh, yeah. Braveheart. Right? Yep. Uh, does anybody have any guesses as to what this week's Martha might be. As always, I'm going to put my money on the pipe bomb speech. Okay. Pipe bomb speech. The CM Punk's pipe, uh, pipe bomb speech. Okay. At some point, I feel uh, like you're going to be right. At some point, I feel like. If it's not this week, I feel like at some point, if you keep guessing that enough, Martha's going to run through everything else and eventually get to that. <laughs> I'm going to say, the, uh, was it the St. Crispin's Day speech? Okay. I keep hoping for that one. All right. Yeah, that, oh, that would that would that, that would be good. I would, you know what? The uh, opening speech from Patton. Let's just go with that. Okay. All right. Well, without further ado, my favorite segment on the show that I have nothing to do with, because um, <laughs> my favorite, let's be honest, my favorite segment is everything that I talk in. But without further ado, this week, here we have... Martha Gildner quotes the classics. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Martha Gildner 
quotes the classics. Three minutes long. With your host, Martha Gildner. What the hell was that? That's it! It was a crime! You curse-grabbing cute! And this uh, is the penalty! <laughs> Two minutes for slashing! Two minutes for hooking! <laughs> and let's not forget my personal favorite! Two minutes for high-sticking! <laughs> How about a five-minute game misconduct for roughing, pal? Hey, bogey! Who died made you referee, eh? You did your job! Now get out of here and let me do mine, alright? These JV no-lives need to be taught a lesson! Not like that, they don't. Not from you. Well, it looks like you're the other one who needs to be taught a lesson, pal. The class is paying 101. Your instructor, Casey Jones. I don't want to fight you. Oh, yeah? What well, tough rocks, pal. <laughs> a Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Oh, that's it. It's a two-for-one sale, pal. Hey, what are you, some sort of punker? God, I hate punkers. Especially bald ones with green makeup who wear masks over ugly faces. No better! A strike one! <laughs> Big whiffer! <laughs> understands cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. Oh, you bloody yanks. You can't even understand the simplest of games, can you? I'll tell you what's bloody rotten hard to understand. American football. You don't even use your feet. You kick the ball, what, twice in a game? Now that's hard to understand. Cricket is simple. I'll teach you. B, six runs. Well, so long, freak. I've got work to do. Freak! Freak! What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. You're going to look out of you, right? Come back here! I'm not finished with you! This has been another episode of Martha Gilmer Quotes the Classics with Martha Gilmer. Again, uh, see, remember earlier when I said that we don't just take any submission from anybody? That's like why no. Cracked, cracked kind of turned to <laughs> garbage is because uh, they don't uh, sift out the, the, the rubbish like uh, we do and only let the good stuff like that float to the top. Uh, Martha. Congrats, Martha. You've topped yourself. Right? Uh, I love it, Martha, when you go off script and <laughs> just a full, unrepentant Martha just comes pouring out. Yeah. More, more of that. Good stuff. Uh, classic movie, the uh, original Ninja Turtles. Um, the Golden Harvest, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Oh, great. I love it. That's it's that's why uh quickly becoming my favorite my favorite uh segment. Favorite segment you don't talk in? Yeah, that I don't talk in, that I don't have anything to do with. Um so thank you again, Martha. Uh we look forward to next week's where you top yourself again. Keep them coming. Yeah. Now see that's the problem is you set the bar so high that uh it puts a lot of pressure. Um that's why I never do anything great. I'm always very m- mediocre at everything. <laughs> because then you set the bar too high and you can't jump over it. So you just uh, just let just you know average. So then when you do something really well, everyone's really like really impressed, but they don't expect it all the time. It's the secret to life, kids. It's your pro tip. That's your pro tip. So I don't know about you guys. But like I told you uh, over the weekend, and John, I'll let you uh, I'll let you introduce this. Uh, our last point of discussion. Uh, I was watching a lot of great movies this weekend. That was like the odds and ends, like Anaconda. The snakes out there this big, uh, which is great. Uh, Airplane and Terminator Two: Judgment Day was on, which was awesome. The first like the first like hour. And then I tune out um, as soon as they Shut get as soon as they get Linda Hamilton out of the psyche. As, as soon as we get to the exposition van ride, I'm just I'm done. Uh, but sometimes that's not always the case, right? Well, sometimes even a shitty movie uh, might have one nugget of gold in it. Um, forget exactly what I was thinking of that brought this up, but I thought it'd be cool to talk about great characters in otherwise terrible movies. You were talking uh, about Pitch Black, you son of a bitch. Ha! Yeah. Here we go. Here we uh, go. Because they made three of those movies and they're all dog shit. Riddick is the only interesting thing about those movies, yet they squandered that. Look, Pitch Black is a fun movie, but it's a bad movie. It can be a fun movie and still be a bad movie. It's got very low production quality. It's got a really dumb story. But Riddick is badass. And that movie doesn't get interesting until it turns pitch black and Riddick becomes, like, the main focus of the movie. The whole, like, cat and mouse chasing him out in the desert shit. I don't care about that. Just get to the monsters and Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick, we're not even going to go to that whole movie's dog shit. And it hurts me to say that because it has Riddick, who's an awesome character, and Carl fucking Urban, and I'm sorry, Carl. It's true. I'm sorry. That's hey. true. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, that was my example. Because um, again, I think Riddick was a cool character with potential that got horribly squandered multiple times. Um, the video game was badass, though. I was about uh, to say so, the best thing, the best story involving Riddick is the Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Escape from Butcher Bay for sure. And yeah. How often do you say that about a film franchise? The best thing about that film franchise is the tie-in video game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not often. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, I mean, uh, if you guys remember, I completely forgot there was a pitch black, pitch black three. I I, I fucking forgot that movie even existed with yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. yeah, they killed all the momentum that franchise might have had after the second movie. Yeah, because Calm Fiore is your big bad. That's kind of fucking gay. Let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, so I was like again. <clears throat> cool characters from otherwise bad movies. And that being said, there's at least one on my list that I enjoy this movie, but I recognize it's a bad movie. And that's, that's okay. Fair. Yeah. You go first. 
Um, first. Yeah, yeah, go. Sweet. No, don't let him. Uh, well, yeah, let's no, go ahead and shut the fuck up. <laughs> let's go ahead and piss off Flanagan at the beginning of this. Oh no, Blade Trinity fucking sucks. No, Blade yes, <laughs> Trinity. <God laughs> no, dumpster fire of a movie. No, Burger. where's my buzzer sound effect? Hold on, hold let's, on. Let's take However, every leftover bad idea from the first two and cram them together in a blender and call it Blade Trinity. <laughs> I will say. I will say. I will say. It's no, fantastic in that movie. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Hannibal no. King, Ryan Reynolds is the the one shining like diamond in that flaming turd that is Blade Trinity. He's trying to carry that whole movie on his back. Yeah, on his Bill's ample ample shoulders. Like, he's pretty hot too. I mean, <laughs> No, Jessica Biel in the shower does help that movie, but <laughs> she can only do so much. Killed was pretty awesome for me. Uh, I think he's a douchebag, so that was cool to watch him die. So. <laughs> yeah, you'd think, hey, Blade versus Dracula, how could we mess that up? And then you watch Blade and Trinity, and you go, oh, that's how. <laughs> fucker. I like that. <sighs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> that is prime epic beard. Um, um, Total blank, thank you. That is prime bearded Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. a pretty kick-ass beard in that one. I thought like and... the worst stylized Dracula movie they could ever make would be Dracula 2000, but then they went and beat it. So wow, and I love Dracula 2000. Don't get me wrong, yeah. that's on my list. But God, that... <laughs> I've seen some dark fucking days, man. Uh, uh, the biggest one on my list. Um, because I hate this movie with a fiery passion. But the one nice thing I will say about Dark Knight Rises, because it is also a dumpster fire of a movie. Oh, yeah, it sucks Catwoman, ass. Yeah, Catwoman in that movie is fantastic. Uh, it's it's the most comic book accurate Catwoman. Uh, Anne Hathaway does a really great job with that character. You never really know what side she's on or who she's rooting for. She's always that for herself. You know that much. Uh, did a great job with that character. Um rocked the Julie Newmore cat suit. Um, no, she's great in every scene she's in. I really enjoyed that character. I hate that movie. Movie, I just think it it had the misfortune of following Dark Knight, which is the greatest sequel, if not one of just the greatest yeah. superhero movies ever made. So the whole third act kills Dark Knight Rises. It's not terrible up until the third act starts and they just completely undo the entire movie. In that third, in Talia Al Ghul switcheroo bullshit. Yeah, so, when she dies like, five minutes later, so who the fuck cares? You realize, yeah, Bane wasn't really the mastermind behind anything. Batman dies, quote unquote. Bruce Wayne retires. Fuck you, Nolan's. Yeah, like what? Bane is supposed to be a fucking Mexican wrestler, and <laughs> you just make him fucking Tom Hardy out in the desert. Should have been Batista by a bunch he's, of Iraqis or something. He's like, also fuck? a fucking tactical genius. Like he, he he's not just like the brute guy everyone knows him for. You know, like he broke the bat. Yeah, but he had a whole mastermind plan building up to breaking the bat. Like that's and that gets reduced to he's Ubu, the Al Ghul family bodyguard. Stupid that movie, but Catwoman was awesome. I dig it. Lame. The only nice thing I'll say about that movie. <laughs> well, that's the only thing that deserves to be said nice about it. It sucks. So, I guess I'll jump up. Uh, in movies, I found myself just like not giving a fuck at all about them. Like, 
X Men Apocalypse was dog shit. I didn't even see Dark Phoenix. I just <laughs> no I don't did, care no anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, but the best part of any of those movies has been Quicksilver. Like the introduction, like they actually did Quicksilver properly. It's way better than the gay ass, the kick ass one from uh, Age of Ultron. And uh, just Quicksilver is the best part of those movies. Like I'd watch it just for the like the eight minutes he's in the movie, and then I turned off. I don't give a fuck about lips that just absorbs people's powers and doesn't do anything with them or fucking dark phoenix who gives a fuck like you're gonna go out in space and fart and then you're gonna kill yeah. mystique that's gay I don't, I don't care but yeah quicksilver just watching quicksilver's power and how they did it and honestly they kind of made it after that what was that weird uh like animal movie where steve carell played the squirrel and the squirrel just got all hopped up on red bull and like time stopped as he was running around that's basically all they did but they had uh what's his name from american horror story be quicksilver it was an awesome way to visualize what super speed looks like to someone running at super speed. Ripped off the Futurama scene in the Steve Carell thing. <laughs> <laughs> Slur. Where time stops. Yeah. Slur. Because I'm just I drink 100 cups of coffee. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie I've never even seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. See, kids, all you need to get superpowers is drink 100 consecutive cups of coffee and you'll get super speed. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Anything, with, actually, anything yeah. with an obscene amount of caffeine, yeah. You'll be able to see sounds. It's going to yeah, be awesome. You'll be able to smell <laughs> colors. Yeah, I say taste <laughs> color. <laughs> Flanagan, what do you got for yeah, us? Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got three plus a fan submission. Okay. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna save the fan submission for the end, and I'll throw it to you guys and see if you agree or disagree because we've talked about okay. the movie in the past. But uh, first one we've already talked about uh, briefly mentioned the movie. It's a low hanging fruit, but uh, Darth Maul and the Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was surprised nobody said that. Yeah, I was going, that was my next one. Yeah, Phantom Menace is just one giant bullshit of a movie. Uh, is the only way that I can describe it. Uh, Darth Maul is the only cool thing about it, even though uh, he's only in it for like four minutes and kind of goes out like a bitch. But it just visually, he's awesome. Uh, and I'm only talking about his appearance in the movie. I'm not talking about like Clone Wars stuff that you know. We're we're forgetting about spider legs. Um, but, <laughs> so did the cartoon pretty quickly. Yeah, well, good because that was a dumb idea. Uh, but yeah, Darth Maul just badass all around. Just looks cool, acts cool, um, makes an otherwise trash movie. You know his parts are bearable. There is another topic. Lies movies told me, <laughs> or lies trailers told me. Yeah, the trailer from episode one told me I was going to see a badass bad guy, and I did for about five minutes. Yeah. of a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie. Gosh, that movie. Yeah. Uh, the way that I judge a movie and how much I like it. Uh, one of the things that I use sometimes is how quickly I look at my watch. Uh, <laughs> Phantom Menace, four <laughs> minutes and eight seconds. Before I took a deep sigh and I looked at my watch and I just went, shit. <sighs> the pod race is cool. And then there's always a bigger fish is cool. But then other than that, yeah, it's just the, fucking. The just opening fucking of the movie is not bad where it's Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon fighting all the droids and melting through blast shield doors. Like it, it starts out pretty good. Then as soon as they land on Naboo, it's like, all right, get cozy. Nothing cool is going to happen for a while. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, yeah, like Boss Mass and all the yeah. little nerdy kids and Sebulba 
like forty five minutes of the pod race charts at that point. Uh, What's the uh, the junk dude who's who basically owned Anakin? Oh, Watto. Watto. Yeah. Watto. Yeah. 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 That pear shaped oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sebulba fucks me up because he's like. He walks, he uses his hands, his legs, and his legs, his hands. I was like, who in the fuck came up with this? Yeah. God damn, we're just being opposite for the sake of being opposite? It's fucking stupid. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Warwick Davies can get work. I appreciate it. So yeah, it's good go. seeing his little ass out there. Ah. I guess I'm just a guy who talks about the, 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 the trilogies right now. Um, okay away the stupid part where they made him Uncle Ben's killer. Damn it, that was my next one. Shit. And Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman in Spider-Man yes. 3. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. A uh, million times yes. Yeah, like the you know, I said both of them and I figured I, I really wanted to get to Hannibal King before someone said it because <laughs> I figured I wasn't the only person who had it on their list. Um, But yeah, like Overly bloated, badly produced emo shit Spider-Man movie like Thomas Hayden Church is thing that was watchable about that. What it felt like seventeen hours. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck the rest that, of Spider-Man. That whole yeah, creation of Sandman sequence was amazing. Yeah see how well it holds up now but like i remember at the time just being like holy shit this was amazing yeah but it's ruined by fucking like you said the fucking jazz hands <laughs> just fucking like nothing could have saved spider-man 3 no he loses no. his powers because yeah. he gets sad and then he yeah. like starts dancing not break into electric boogaloo like what in the fuck <laughs> is going on <laughs> god damn it yeah yeah, no, uh, I agree. That was next on my list. So, damn you, but great choice. All right, well, I'm going to stick to the comic book movies and not stray too far from DC movies, apparently. File this under shit I never thought I'd say. The best part, or my favorite part, of the Suicide Squad movie was Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Wow, oh, yeah. 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 Things I never thought I'd say. <laughs> uh, look, Harley Quinn was fine. Uh, Will Smith gave it his best as Deadshot. I'm actually kind of sad he's not going to come back. I thought there was some potential with that character. But you watch that movie, and the only person who looks like they're really having fun doing anything is Jai Courtney being <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he only throws, like, two boomerangs the whole movie, which is bullshit. Uh, he's just hilarious, and, like, he's the only guy who's just he's having fun fucking with people. Uh, you know. Rest in peace, Slipknot. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. That was all Captain Boomerang. Uh, no, just, he's like, anytime he's on camera, uh, he's the funnest thing to watch. Like, everyone's gearing up, getting, you know, uh, fighting the random enemy things that we're never quite sure what they are. And he's just like, crack open a beer. Uh, he's he's the only person having fun in that movie. Um, and I, I'm glad they're bringing him back for whatever this next one. Hell yeah. Also, uh, I know Koran's not huge in cosplay, but if ever there was a cosplay tailor-made for someone, Koran, it's Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. I don't know. I think true. Fat Thor took that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fat Thor might, might have taken the reins from... 
Personality wise, yeah, Jack Court, yeah, definitely Captain Boomerang, but just pure ensemble, yeah, Fat Thor. Totally. I'm not saying you're fat. I mean, you are, but I'm not saying it. Ah. So. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I kind of the pot calling the kettle black, though, there, Julian. Dude, I will whoop your ass. Let's just. <laughs> Yeah, you can kick my ass, but we're still both overweight. Oh. Just like Fat Thor I'm just, kicked Thanos' yeah. ass. Okay. Oh, so. yeah, I, oh, I'm closer. I, I am overweight, but I'm closer to being... You eat more than I do. How about that? Let's just say that. Listen, I'll as, still love you, though. As somebody... It's more, it's more, it's more cushion for the pushing. That's all I'm saying. As somebody... <laughs> more we love. I've seen Excellent. both of you in your underwear. And... Uh, yeah, it's pretty much a tie. Like you're both you're you're, you're both pretty much right there. Like it, it 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 looking good in your underwear. Uh, no complaints. Uh, but yeah, you're you're it's about the same. <laughs> it's a tie. It's okay. We all know I'm the resident fat kid. It's okay. <laughs> if anybody's the fat kid on this show, it's me. By God. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking. Never mind. All eighty five. Oh wow. All eighty five pounds of me. Um, mm. and 15 of that is never mind. Yeah, never mind. Um, uh, where's my song? All about girth. Where's, <laughs> where's what the ladies like? I'm just saying. Where's where's my? Song? Um, uh, is is it my turn next? I think. Yes. Uh, yes. I really thought that you were gonna uh, steal my next one, uh, okay. John, with your last uh, lead up, because I'm gonna say uh, another superhero movie. I'm just gonna keep the trend rolling. Uh, the only the only superhero in this movie that actually acts like a damn superhero. Uh, Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm Great sorry. Pick. Uh, I'm sorry. A super drab Superman and Batman, who's basically a murderer. Uh, Wonder Woman's the only one who actually acts like a by God superhero. So in a damn superhero movie, uh, even though again she's only on screen for like five minutes, but makes the most Hopkins of it. Hopkins effect, man. Yeah, and you're only on screen for ten minutes and. You get let you win an Oscar. Steals the movie, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, I think that was my entire one sentence spoiler free review for that movie was Wonder Woman sure was cool. Yeah. <laughs> the the only thing that was, um, you know, the, the only part of that movie that was actually worth watching. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman as, uh, nice. in, in that damn turd vest <laughs> of a movie. Great pick, dude. Seriously. Uh, uh. So I guess I'll go. Uh, I will defend this movie till my dying day. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But uh, I loved all of Van Helsing. I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. Um, the best part was uh, Carl, like the little friar guy. <laughs> <laughs> David Wenham. He's like Van Helsing's little assistant. He like gets drunk and bangs a chick. And it's just, he's the comedic relief in a movie that otherwise is just it's hilarious for all the wrong reasons yeah um hilarious and everything he does he's a fantastic actor i think he's criminally underrated uh but he definitely was the best part of that whole flick back in sale i mean obviously she wins but <laughs> as far as like acting ability we'll go with david Wenham. no he I was just gonna say I don't think I've seen Van Helsing since I thought since I saw it in theaters. Uh, that was gonna be a franchise. Back when like the dark universe or dark monsters or whatever was, I don't know. It made sense seeing them in that movie. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, Steven Summers did great things with the Mummy. Why not give him the whole rest of the Universal Horror catalog to play with? It, it works on paper. We got Wolverine to come be in it. They earmarked a section of Islands of Adventure to be a Van Helsing ride, and then the movie came out. Uh, where are we I still at? Love it. Who's turning? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this is a you. deep cut. This is a deep cut. Uh, this is what I was talking about when I said just because I like this movie, I can still recognize it's a bad movie. Um, Congo, not exactly fine mm. art or high cinema. Not exactly yeah. a great action movie or an adventure movie because it's kind of long and boring. Um, but it does have a cast that is way better than it deserves, including Tim Curry. However. My character who stole the movie, Monroe Kelly. You're a great white hunter for this movie, though he happens to be black. <laughs> Played by yep. Ernie Hudson doing a ridiculous but awesome quasi-British accent the whole movie uh, that the director told them to stop doing. He just said, no, I'm going to keep doing it and just keep doing it the whole movie. <laughs> uh, it's awesome seeing Ernie Hudson get top billing in a movie and seeing him play sort of the badass action lead in a movie. Um, again, Congo's not a great movie, but... I love it. Yeah, no, that's I a good pick. The choice, yeah. That's a good, good choice, yeah. Also, Agreed. Bruce Campbell for about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's there for a little bit, too. It's fun. <laughs> you sure do. And it's great if you read uh, his autobiography, hearing him talking about the whole production of that movie. Uh because the way it was done, like the opening of the movie, you see his group traveling to somewhere and then they get killed off. Spoilers. Um, what? Because of, yeah, For a movie of, that came out in like 96. Yeah. <laughs> because of the way that was shot, it wasn't just like normally a part that small, he'd be on set for a few days and then be done. But because they wanted to show like the opening credits was that uh, expedition, he had to be in those shots when they were walking past certain landmarks. So he was there in country the entire shoot, and he would work like one day every two weeks. The rest of the time, he got paid to go dick around in Africa. It's awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> if anybody deserves it, it's him. Yeah. That's pretty much what he said, too. All right, I got... Yeah, are, are we are we doing one more round? I got one more left. Yeah, I got a I got a fan pick left. Um. Instead of telling you the movie, I'm just going to give you guys a quote from it, and you're all going to know exactly who I'm talking about, the actor, the role, and the movie. Uh, for you, the day Bison invaded your village was ah. the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Not a good movie. Street Fighter is awful, but God damn it, Raul Julia is amazing yeah. in the role of Bison. Gave it everything, so everything that he had, so much that it killed him. <laughs> and, and by I mean, God, hearing, what a performance. hearing about how like apparently batshit crazy everything uh, behind the scenes was, like they were just getting completely hammered and doing all these drugs off off camera and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, like Raul Julie is like bringing his kids to set and that kind of shit. <sighs> yeah. Um, honest to God, like the, the, that quote is probably one of my favorite, like villain lines in all of cinema. Like I'm, 
unabashedly love that line. I really like Bison, or I really like Earl Julia's Bison. It is. It almost makes me say that Street Fighter is watchable just for <laughs> Raul Julia. Um, but yeah, it's just so fucking. He's so good in that role. He's so. It's so fucking great. Again, he, oh, yeah, shows. Uh, that's another topic we I, we keep talking about but haven't done is is great quotes from bad movies. Yeah, I'm write that down. I think I just picked the winner, so. I want to forget about that for a few weeks. All right. Yeah, we'll circle back there. Just give us enough time to forget about it, and then, uh, you know, we'll uh, – it'll it'll be, like, brand new. It'll be good. Yeah, that was good. All right. I've got one more if anybody else doesn't. I got a fan pick, but you can go ahead and go. We'll do the fan pick last. It'll be a bit – My dickhead, and I want to keep sticking it to John about how Robin Hood sucks. (laughs) Ah! Um – in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like, he was absolutely the top-tier Alan Rickman. He was the best part of that movie from top to bottom. He's, he's the only reason to rewatch that movie. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. And it's he's just a treasure. It was taken from us far too soon. I don't know what fucking. I'm supposed to get mad about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alan Rickman's fucking amazing in that movie. Damn you, yeah. Julian. Yeah. Urgh. How dare you be right? <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're so right. They, uh, they asked him to be in that three times. And he turned him down three times. And they came back a fourth time and said, look, we'll just let you do whatever the hell you want. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, hey, <what> was the... <laughs> Good. What was the one joke when he's talking to the chick? She's like, you come to my room at eight and then... The other you, one came to my room at 8.45 or something, bring a friend. Bring a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just let him do whatever you want. Classic <laughs> Alan Rickman. <laughs> we want you in this so bad. We don't care what you do once the camera's rolling. <laughs> uh, it was just perfect. Just perfection on screen. Yeah. Miss you, Alan. Yep. Really do. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. All right, anybody got any more? Fan pick is in. No, I'm, yeah. I'm tapped out. Fan pick. Uh, see, every every Wednesday and Friday, I go in and I uh, carry the ta- or the uh, the Tony Rose Morning Show. Um, I just <laughs> I, I put the show on my my shoulders and carry it to uh, physically put Mister yeah. Show on your shoulders. Yes, I do. Not right now. He's got pink eye, so um, <laughs> it's not really pink eye. But uh, I told him that somebody. I- farted in his eye and gave him pink eye because i think that's, that's how that works hard. yeah i think that's how that works is you have you get pink eye by someone farting in your eye but uh anyway neither only here way, yeah. yeah it's the only way to get it uh neither here nor there he doesn't really have pink eye i'm just kidding nobody take that seriously uh but uh so what i'll do is i'll on on wednesdays i'll kind of give a preview of what we're talking about you know, on, on this show, I'll say, you know, this week on the podcast, we're talking about this, like, I'll give a, I'll give a sneak preview. And so I said, you know, great characters in otherwise bad movies. And the fan suggestion that came in, I know we've done an episode about, is it just us or is this movie not so bad? So this one might be controversial, but, um, it is, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy in 
Batman and Robin. Trying to think about the the low bar that movie sets, and I'm like, yeah, right. she's probably one of the better parts of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no I mean, it's no ice pun, but they did minimal damage to that character in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's, I've tried to block that movie from my mind, so I just <laughs> it's not our uh, it's not our dear friend who uh, we go to sometimes, like uh, when we want to hear this. What they can expect from Jingle All the Way is a hilarious movie, a movie where they will be able to laugh from the beginning to the end. It will be great entertainment. They will walk out of the theater and say, "And says, I am so angry that I can't get another ticket right away because I want to see it a second time, and there's a long line here." Yeah, it's not our good buddy Schwarzenegger um, with his ice puns, but uh, yeah, that's the uh, that was the fan pick was uh, Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin, another DC movie, right? Hey, do, do you see a running theme of like one good part of a really crappy DC movie? Uh, <sighs> There's a trend. Yep, clearly. Yeah. I think that's it. Well, if you've made it this far in the show, first of all, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, if you want to see us expand and do more live shows and grow even bigger, join the uh, the Talk Nerdy to Me Just the Tip Club. We have a pinned post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Talk Nerdy to Number Two Me Show. That's how you got here to listen to the live show. So, uh, you know, you obviously know where it is. Uh, the pin post talks all about for as little as one dollar ever. You can get access to all of our classic episodes, all of the vault, uh, which is everything uh, that we recorded before this year. This year we started uh, we started basically like a new section that uh, you can't get any of the old stuff. We have a special RSS feed that's just for the just the tip club members. Having all of our old episodes. Remember when we uh, interviewed Ray Parker Jr. and Robert England and, um, you know, all the other fun episodes that we've had. Um, you know, the uh, the our last live episode that was a purchase only is now part of that. So if you want to hear the old the, the last last year's live episode, it's part of the Just the Tip Club. Uh, also, by joining the the uh, the tip club. You can uh, get fabulous prizes like uh, Talk Nerdy to Me logo stickers and coasters. So for more information Ooh. on that, visit our Facebook page. And uh, also, uh, while you're out just surfing the internet, go to entertheimaginarium.com and buy your tickets to go see our live show. Uh, we're even funnier in person. Debatable, but... Just we'll, looking though. We'll be drinking, so it'll be better. And uh, yeah, we're much worse looking uh, in person rather than uh, on video, um, or ra rather, just like looking at the logo when you're looking at the live stream. Um, but that's the only housekeeping I have. That's it. So I think. We're out of time. We're out of studio time. So what what do we always say? At times like you, these. <laughs> Eat a dick, you fat fuck. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Still love you though. Gosh. Savage. Special thanks again to uh, Martha Gildner for a great quote the classics. And 
And uh, I guess we'll see everybody back next week. Yeah. I don't know. Technical difficulties notwithstanding. Yeah. Uh, if you had your ticket this week, it was uh, Obi John restarting his computer for 45 minutes. That was that yep. was the ticket. So.